everybody. We are back, and we are so glad to be with y'all. So we, we have missed y'all. We have missed everybody for yeah. a long time now. Gosh, it's been. Where have you been? I've been right here. Oh, okay. Well, where have I been? <laughs> so what did we try to do last time? Well, we're, we were going to read a book. We were going to read a book. We failed. And that we got did not. One chapter. <laughs> We did get a chapter, didn't we? We did. We talked about one chapter. chapter. (laughs) That was a good chapter. And it's probably a good book. (laughs) It's apparently it is a good book. It is. We would not know. We recommend it. But we recommend it because of what other people have said about it. (laughs) Oh, we should read more. Yeah, we actually said that not too long ago. Remember we we were talking about we need to start reading books together. Yes. So that'll be first on our list. So, and the reason we said that, though, it's a good transition right there. Is because we just went through a study called Reengage. Yeah. Where we did a lot of reading. And we went through this with our small group. Um, and then from all of that, we said, you know what? We got through all of this, and it was such an amazing time reading, studying together, that we need to keep that going. Yeah. Um, so so here's where we are right now. We just got through that. We are leading another group through the Reengage experience, and we've got a couple of teachings that we are doing each week for the Reengage couples. And so what we thought we would do is not only share with them the video of the teaching for that week, but we would also give the video or the uh, teaching on our podcast for everybody. So this is kind of what we've learned through the process, but um, each week uh, these groups are going to be meeting and they're going to have message notes and they're going to have fill in the blanks. Now, you won't have that on the podcast, Mm-mm. but you can still take part in it. You can still write down if you want to take notes and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. so we're Pretty kind good. of excited about it. Very excited. Yes. And today's topic is on grace. Mm-hmm. So we all need. Yeah. Let's jump in. So we're Jimmy and Shannon McGrath and we are in our 22nd year of marriage. And while we certainly don't know it all, and we're still learning, here are a few things we figured out along the way. This podcast is all about helping families go further. Each episode will focus on one important topic and what we've learned in our family of four. These are the things that have helped us improve, and we want to share them with you. So, welcome to Figuring Our Four. Um, tonight's lesson is on grace. And I remember hearing a story a little while back of a guy that was talking about having to discipline his little boys. And they had done something and they knew that they were in trouble. It was a really big deal. I can't remember what it was, but he sent them upstairs and he's like, go to your rooms. You know what that's like as a parent, like go to your rooms. And he goes up there to get on to them. And when he goes in there, he gave himself a little bit of time to kind of like get his emotions out of the way. And by the time he went up there, he said, you know what? This was a good opportunity to teach them about grace and to teach them a little bit about mercy. And so he went up to the room and he says, guys, do you know what mercy is? And they said, no, I mean, they're too young to understand it. And he says, this is what it is. It's not getting what you deserve. And what do you deserve? And they were like, oh, we know, we messed up. We deserve something pretty bad. And then he says, do you know what grace is? And the boys were like, of course. They are like, no, I don't really know what it is. He says, it's getting something that you don't deserve, okay? So he was like, like this. And he took them out for ice cream. Okay, and so he just used that opportunity while they were sitting around eating ice cream to talk about grace and to talk about mercy and to talk about how grace changes everything. Now, of course, it stuck with the boys. So the next time they got in trouble, they were like, Dad, can we just talk about grace and mercy again? Like, you know, we need that lesson again. Right. But, you know, that's how life works. Things happen in life and we need grace. We need a lot of grace a lot of the time, and especially in our marriages. Um, Ephesians 2, 3, 
um, starts out, let, let's start off with this piece of scripture. It says this, we started out bad, being born with evil natures, and we were under God's anger just like everyone else. Other translations in this verse, they change anger to wrath. Basically what this verse is saying is that we deserve God's wrath. Like, did you ever do something to somebody and made them so angry that they just wanted to let you have it? Like maybe it was a friend or a bully at school or your parents or a co-worker of some kind. Yeah, and when I think of anger and wrath, um, I think of the Karate Kid. I think of Cobra Kai. Now everybody's really kind of watching Cobra Kai right now. Or just you. And, or just me. Maybe it's just me watching it. I don't know. But Shannon, FYI, she loved the Karate Kid because it had um, Daniel LaRusso. A little bit of a crush. Oh, but I had the biggest crush on um, on Elizabeth Shue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> I don't know why I just shared all that information. But anyway, Karate Kid. You know, what was the main thing of um, Cobra Kai? Like, their big motto was no mercy. Remember that? Just sweep the leg. They were just angry because they felt like Daniel deserved it. Here's the deal. We deserve God's wrath. We deserve his anger because of everything that he's done. But that's not what we get. In Ephesians 2, 4, it says, but God is so rich in mercy, he loved us so much. And in Ephesians 2, 8, it says, because of his kindness, you have been saved through trusting Christ. And even trusting is not of yourselves. It too is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good we have done, so none of us can take any credit for it. What we deserve is punishment from God for all the times we've messed up. And honestly, we don't deserve to get out of that punishment. But what Christ has done for us, he gives us life. His grace changes everything. Grace changes our relationship with God. The grace of God brings us into a personal relationship with him. Instead of being pushed away because of our sin, his grace draws us closer. And if we learn to give that kind of grace, guess what? our relationship with our spouse will also change. During Reengage, we want you to understand what these biblical principles mean and then practice that principle with your spouse. And in this week's lesson, we're talking about the grace that we received and how we can extend it to our spouse. Yeah, so when it comes to giving grace, here's how we're gonna come at it. We're gonna come at it this way. It's not I love you if, right? It's, it's gonna be I love you regardless. Like we go back to God's example and God doesn't, you know what's great is that he just doesn't demand anything of us. You just receive his love, right? He just gives us his grace. He is rich in mercy and grace. In fact, you woke up this morning and God's for you today. No matter what you did yesterday, no matter what you're going to do today or tomorrow, no, no, no. He is just for you no matter what. And the same should be said when it comes to our spouse. Like, I am for you. I've got grace to give you. So, what does that kind of grace actually look at? So, look like. Um, we have got message notes here. So, if you want to take these out, we're going to fill in some blanks here. Well, what does grace actually look like in our relationship? Number one is this. Grace seeks to understand. Write down seeks to understand. This is like when you're communicating with your spouse. Grace actually stops talking every now and then to try to understand what your spouse is trying to say. Which is really hard for me. Because I'm a talker. You like to talk a lot. Yeah, I talk a lot, right? So every now and then, got to push pause and try to understand a little bit more. Number two is to serve. Okay, grace reaches out 
first in the relationship. And this is so important because the more I serve, the more I love, right? So love, grace, it all kind of goes together. But a bad example of this would be like when the kids were little, like when, when Abby and Savannah were little, I love sleep. I, it's one of my favorite things. I yes. love to sleep. Um, and so every now and then when the baby was crying, I will admit, I would try to pretend that I was asleep so that you would get up first. You like, were doing that. I was doing that. <laughs> I think everybody does that every once in a while. I never did that. You never did that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're I the totally, first. <laughs> I totally did that. <laughs> but, you know, serving isn't waiting for the other person to jump to it first. Like, uh, Grace, man, I want to be the one that serves first. All right, and you got point number three. Number three, Grace is patient. So Grace doesn't get mad when the clothes are left on the floor. Ooh, dirty Grace clothes. is going to pick them up. From running right? in the mornings. And Grace notices that the car is maybe getting close to empty, and then Grace will fill it up. Or Grace or Gas Fairy, however yeah. you want to refer to it. <laughs> Remember, I, I, yeah. yeah, I used to have a Gas Fairy. You used fairy. to have a Gas Fairy. And I would always say, stop calling me a fairy. Anyway, so Grace is patient. <laughs> um, Grace is patient and fills up the car even though. Yes. Yes. Um, Grace, number four, Grace doesn't keep score. So Grace doesn't ask, um, what have you done for me lately? Like, if you ask me to do something that maybe I don't want to do, then my response should not be, well, what have you done for me? Right, right. It's not trying to one-up the other person. Or keeping Um, score. Right. Uh, Number five, Grace appreciates. And this is a big one. Like, when, when your spouse tries to help, they may not always do it the way we want them to do it but grace is like i appreciate that you're showing effort yeah, right like when i load the dishwasher like when you load the dishwasher i mean you thank you so much <laughs> for for doing the dishes no, but that's not what you said <laughs> <laughs> or you may say that as you're moving them back yeah as i <laughs> I very politely thank you for it, and then I put them in the yeah. proper space that yeah. I think they need to go. I don't but. know who decided that was the right spot, but... <laughs> but or when I try to make the... I, I don't really make the bed. No, what much. you do no. cannot be called making no, the bed. No, it's not. It's but, like just throwing the... Right, but still, Grace appreciates when appreciate the other it. spouse tries to help. Um, number six, Grace rejoices in the spouse that we have. Rejoices in the spouse that we have, and not the one that we fantasize about. In fact, I got a question for you. What do you call a 55-year-old guy with washboard abs? Do you know what you call them? You call them single, okay? Because that's not real life, right? We all have those things in life that we might be fixated on when it comes to our spouse, but grace is being joyful and grateful for the person that God gave to us. You know, in 22 years of marriage, never once has either one of us looked at each other and said, I wish you were more like so-and-so or anything like that. No, we... Man, I'm so grateful. We are both so grateful for God providing us to one another. Um, Point number seven is this. It handles expectations well, okay? Grace realizes that nothing and no one is perfect, okay? And, you know, when I think about handling expectations well, um, you know, when we started dating, the plan wasn't for me to be a preacher, you're right. Right. And so I kind of sprang that. sprung that. <laughs> Shannon, out of the blue later on. Guess what? God's calling me in the ministry. Yeah. So, you know, Shannon had all these ideas of what a, and other people have ideas of what a preacher's spouse is supposed to be like. Right, because your mom is like the ideal perfect. Ideal perfect preacher. Preacher's spouse. <laughs> yes. She sings. She plays the piano. So those were expectations I took upon myself, which I 
Yeah, there you go. Unfortunately, so, we're I'm graceful. And <laughs> Point number eight is? Oh, grace supports and encourages. So through the ups and downs, and there's definitely going to be that, grace listens and it supports each other and it encourages one another. Yes, absolutely. Like when I was trying to, when I was trying to fix the um, bathtub the other day. Right. I, I feel like I was gracious as water was sp- spewing. spewing in our bathroom and you were running around like a crazy person. I, I was encouraging. You tried. I tried. <laughs> Don't ever and do it again. <laughs> she, she was she was very gracious in that moment because I was losing my mind. Y'all, I almost called 911. Can you call 911 for water? No, but you did ask the plumber if I you did. could. I did. I did. I did. I called I called a random plumber and asked I him if I called 911. I had this number in your phone and I don't even think he knew who you were. Right? I don't know. Rob, whoever you are, I'm sorry that I, I did that. Um, okay. anyway. <laughs> number 9. Grace forgives. How many times have we said something and just immediately regretted it because we saw how it affected the other person? Now, I thought about this on our trip. We took a road trip this past summer um, and drove up to Michigan because Michigan's one of those states we haven't touched yet. So we were like, why not? Let's just drive, take a road trip. And we did. And Shannon put so much energy and effort into making sure that we had the best places to stay. And, you know, and everything about that trip. And every now and then I would say something about, you know, this location or this thing. And I would think it was kind of funny, but it was also kind of biting at the same time. And I don't know why I did that. But thankfully, even in those moments where I say things and I don't really mean it or it came out wrong, Grace is willing to forgive and move forward. Yes. And, and I appreciate that. Grace forgives after they have a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> then, <laughs> after they have a little blow up. Yeah. Well, I have a mom. <laughs> she lost it. So there you go. But then I forgave. There you go. <laughs> and then y'all forgave. <laughs> so the question is this. Um, if I do all of these things, like if I do these nine things that we're talking about, um, won't my spouse take advantage of me? Maybe, because sinful people do that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We also take advantage of God all the time, and it doesn't change how God views us. And Christ is our great example when it comes to giving grace. So let me close with these three R's, okay? Three R's of grace. Number one is this, resolve to show grace, okay? And here's what we mean by that. Choose to show grace. You can do it, and it's a choice that you can make in the moment to show grace. And let me give you an example of how I know that this is possible. Imagine for just a minute that you are having the biggest fight possible on the earth, just really going at it. You are tearing into one another, and I call you, okay? And all of a sudden, you get a phone call from your preacher. What do you do? If you were to pick up the phone in that moment, what are you going to do? You're immediately going to change, and you're going to be like, what's up pastor what's going on like why are you calling me in that moment you immediately change okay and that's how i know that you can make this happen no matter what's going on you can make a choice in that moment to change your attitude and how you're approaching it and give grace okay so number one resolve to make it happen number two number two is rely on the spirit in philippians two thirteen, it says God is at work within you, helping you want to obey him and then helping you do what he wants. So ask God for the desire and the ability to obey him. He helps us by the power of the spirit. So pray and ask God for the ability to give grace. We have something that the rest of the world doesn't have, and that is the power of the spirit within us. Absolutely. You've got such a gift with the spirit. Ask the spirit for help, okay? And then point number three is this. Remember the gospel. 
Okay? Remember what we said earlier that we should be the objects of God's wrath and anger, but we're not. You know, that should shake us to know that we deserve to be punished. But instead, what does God do? God is for us. God is forgiving, okay? And God gives us grace. So instead, next time your spouse frustrates you and you want to give them wrath, here's what you do. You give them the gospel, okay? You remember what God did for you. So you know what? That's it for tonight's teaching. Now we're going to turn it over for the group leaders for some discussion tonight, okay? We are praying that y'all have an amazing time together this week. And we'll see you next week. We'll focus on one important topic. And what we've learned in our family of four. What happened? I said the wrong word. No, you didn't. I did, but okay. (laughs) No, I didn't hear it. Are we starting over or are we keeping going? Okay, so let's go. All right, right. here, I'll do it. Okay. Okay. When the clothes are on the floor or um, notices that... (laughs) What happened? What happened? Sorry, we're going to start over. (laughs) Why? What happened? Because I lost my spot and I Uh, couldn't find it. (laughs) Sorry, Clay. Uh, Stop it. Yeah, let's stop it.